Hello, I'm Noah Hardwick, and you're listening to the I Know A Guy podcast, the show where we discuss the difficulties of curating Christian music with guests while discovering new music along the way. Joining me today is Kevin from the from the Christian Music subreddit, uh, where he is a moderator, and I'm as one of those moderators as well. So, uh, Kevin, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, about how you discovered the Christian Music subreddit? Um, uh, I'm the old fart of forum. <laughs> I feel like, because <laughs> um, I'm probably not the oldest on there, but I noticed that I'm the one who frequently posts stuff from 20, 30 years ago and older. Um, uh, but just to get into the meat of it, how I got into to Christian music was basically going to the youth group. I started getting to know some of the people in the youth group and some of the older teens that mentored younger. And I was about 12, 13. And we went to a Newsboys concert, actually, when they they had just gotten off Petra. They had opened up for Petra, I think it was 91 tour. And then the next year, they finally did stuff on their own. And that's when I saw them at a high school. And I got to see them when... They used the spinning drum set. Um, <laughs> wow! <laughs> I don't know if anyone remembers that, but they—I think I, I'm going to get the names wrong. It was Peter, Peter, and wasn't it Peter Paul? Or did I, I get that? I have no idea. This is before my time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was back when I remember. Oh my gosh, this is—I'm going to embarrass myself, but. It, they were just a four-piece at the time. They mainly were still the Australian, you know, central group that, mm-hmm. you know, because they had just come over from there. And I just remember, oh, they had, um looking up the names right now. They had, who was it? Peter Furler and then John James. That's why, ah. Oh. I can't get so Peter Furler was on drum. John James was singing at the time, and they this guy dressed up in a leather jacket. He looked like the Terminator. And at the end of the concert, I'm like 12 years old when this happened. Um, I run out and I'm trying to get all their signatures and everything on the the little pamphlet they gave for the concert and everything, and just yell out in front of the whole crowd, "Where's the Terminator?" <laughs> everyone turns around, looks at me. <laughs> And he finally came up. I I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, that was that's what got me started, basically the newsboys seeing that original group. Um and that was also when they were I think they were touring and promoting um Boys Will Be Boys at the time. It was right before Not Ashamed Hit. Um and then it just picked up from there. Um I had a guy in the youth group give me two tapes. One was X Center, which you probably never heard of them. A lot of people probably don't remember them, but uh, they were an ACDC type band. Um, and for some reason, that clicked in my head. Um, the other tape I was given was a Frontline record sampler that had Ultra Boys, uh, Daniel Amos, uh, a bunch of the old Alarma record acts. Um, and it just it didn't i don't know why at the time it didn't sit with me or whatever but ever since i heard x center at that time that it just took off i started listening to heavier stuff 
um, which led me into finding HM Magazine, which was Heaven's Metal, which then became Hard, Hard Music Magazine, and CCM Magazine, Campus Life. I would get to all these magazines and just read them through, and I was picking up on all these different artists and everything, and um, especially because of HM, I just continued down the heavier route. So I eventually got into bands like Tourniquet, Mortification, Believer, um, you name it, heavier groups I was really into. I remember when Crimson Thorn started. Um, but the weird thing was that because I was listening to so much different stuff, just not the heavier stuff, I was actually the person in my youth group that eventually everyone went to. Um, I remember I picked up Audio Adrenaline right when they released the first album um and no one heard of them um and some people knowing i was in the heavier stuff we went to see dc talk in i believe 93 94 um my youth group and everyone was afraid of audio adrenaline because they were like oh they're going to be this heavy group because i'm in the heavy stuff and everything and i got the whole youth group in the audio adrenaline and then I kind of got sick of it. Because <laughs> 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 then, then I think their next album, they hit with Big House and nonstop, nonstop. I was going to say that first album was kind of different, wasn't it, from what came out after that? All those groups at that time, like if you look at DC Talk, <laughs> they don't even True. talk about the, the first two albums, especially the first album. But yeah, that first album, I think, was... If I remember the history, that was basically all the stuff they did at college leading up. Mm -hmm. And then by the time they got to the second album, they had really found their identity and really changed the course of where they were going. Um, I think I think I, I listened to them through Big House and then kind of fell off. And of course now we all know they're not anything of the original group, I think. I think Will McGinnis is just uh advising the band right now the original basis i'm kind of even wondering if there's still a band or if they've <laughs> moved on to like audio adrenaline 6.0 or whatever we're on now because i, I hadn't heard anything else from the current lineup <laughs> yeah you know i i don't know if you remember being on the sub at that time but the the subject came up about these bands how different like how the members change and everything mm -hmm. and i was thinking about it and at the time i said when you think about it, with now, I remember talking a long time ago to somebody, I think on Reddit about this. Um, no, I made a YouTube comment like five, six years ago, and they said about how Christian music bands don't stay together. It just seems to be the thing. And and there were this person's response was, well, no, that's true of all music bands, but it, I don't know. It seems like Christian music, just because of the nature of it, and how things are and how it's hot yeah you've got your core bands that stay mm -hmm. together but it seems like just looking at petra i i at at one time knew every member of petra i couldn't tell you right now i mean i think it was 55 members or something like that they got up to it was this humongous wow. <laughs> you know, maybe i'm way off on that but uh <sighs> deliverance one of the have your bands to listen to they have ton they just announced a new crowdfunded record and it's a completely different group than the last one they just did three years ago 
Um, I was um, talking to somebody about Whiteheart. Whiteheart went through tons of changes through their years, and yet three guys that stayed the core, but everyone around them, they were 60s. All the other three members kept changing in and out. Like you had different, you had different generations. I would call these bands, you know. Mm-hmm. So is it is it that um you know? It seems like it's the norm, you know. And then when you have a band, I mean, well, I'm a little rambling right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at look at Bill Gaither trio. Right. If you want to go back to science, I don't know if you ever heard them, but their members change all the time. He brings out, you know, new supporting members mm-hmm. and everything all the time. So maybe it's just it's just a part of how the industry is. Yeah, I think it's certainly part of the industry. I don't know if I really don't know enough of whether or not that's there's the same problem in the secular industry or not. I mean, obviously in the secular industry, you make it to a point where like you're so big that it's really hard for, I think, to replace a member. But I yeah. mean, below that in the secular industry, you get back to the the more indie level. I don't know if it's really any different than what the Christian level is. Maybe it's just in the Christian level. It's um, I think maybe it has a special problem kind of with, a lot of times I think band members begin to start to question their faith, and then you kind of have uh, inner band problems where you have some members who are saying, we should be doing this, and other band members saying, I don't know if I believe that anymore. And I think it does have a unique problem that probably isn't necessarily true in the secular side. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was way off. I'm looking here on wiki petra was i think uh one two three four uh, about almost 20 members and newsboys was about what is it 12 13 um yeah that could be like uh, newsboys is a great example um i don't know if you're familiar with what happened with john james i'm a uh, little bit familiar but go ahead uh, tell our audience <laughs> so in in the 90s they had they had those two albums back to back that really propelled them up to like the top of Christian music, um, which was, uh, uh, it, look at the list. Um, not ashamed was the first big one and then going public and then take me to your leader was just the continuation. Um, at the end of take me to your leader, all of a sudden John James says, I'm, I'm retiring. I'm leaving. There's no mention of why, they didn't really talk about it. And then Peter Furler steps out of drums and takes over on vocals. And that lasted till the end of the 2000s. From 97, I think, till like 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Michael Tate takes over, of course. About, I think it was 2005, 2006, this article pops up. I forget what site it was. They interviewed John James, and he basically said that he was drunk the whole time they were big, you know, he had, he had substance of, uh, I don't know if he had drug problems. I don't know, but I know he had, he had alcohol problems and he basically was not there when he was doing it. When they were big, he was there, but because he was, he was drunk and all these different issues. And now he goes around talking about how he cleaned his life up and everything. And he needed to leave. And at the time, the band felt the best way to handle it was to keep it private. 
and let him deal with it the way he wanted to deal with it and kind of protected him. Um, but it, yeah, so there's an example where something happened behind the scenes because, you know, sometimes we look at these guys, um, especially when we're all younger, we look up to these people and these bands and everything, and we think they're, some of us, not everyone, but some of us look at them and say, hey, you know, they're the perfect, you know, example of how to live your life and everything, and, and they're not. And sometimes we put these people on pedestals, and they're really just like us. They're human, and they fall, you know, from time to time. So, yeah, that can, that probably plays a big role in it. Um, do you want to, do you want to delve into the other part of it? Uh, what, what's the other part of that? <laughs> well, like, um, we were talking before, um, for example, uh, take a band, a heavier band like Deliverance. Um, they would go and do shows and they would sometimes get, I don't, I don't think they got picketed as much, but they would get told you know, you're not Christian because you're doing a heavier form of music. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, um, you know, screaming and doing these heavier things are very rock and roll and very evil. And um, <laughs> I, I had, in the past, I found out, I have a book where it basically says that all metal comes from tribal beats, which are not of God, and that the drop D is evil. <laughs> I found out it was actually a pastor down like in nearby like a couple miles down the road who wrote this book and everything and and it, it, it just it comes from fundamentalism but um, Brian Kalua I think that's his name was their bass guitarist and about 10 years ago again I, I came across an article with him and he basically said you know, here we are singing about God. Um, and for those that don't know, Deliverance, when they started, was a very much a fire and brimstone band. They had songs talking about hell, and if you don't do the right thing, you know, you're not going to be accepted by God. And they were kind of like in your face about things. Um, and it totally changed as it went on. But he was saying in the interview that basically... You know, here we are saying the things, you know, on our heart, but, you know, wouldn't other Christians be into the message? We're like sharing Jesus. We're talking about these things. And he said, I just felt like we were just beat up for what we did. And he said, eventually it led him to like giving up his faith, you know? Hmm. So sometimes that happens, but, you know, they get so beat up, they get so, you know, they just can't take it. And I remember um, HM Magazine in the 90s, I was reading the interview with Baron Cross, and Baron Cross was going to be the next striper. They were on Enigma Records. They were big. They got MTV Airplay and everything. And they talked about the reason they quit, because they, they basically stepped away is because you go they said you go on the road you're doing x number of dates a year you only have a number of dates that you, you know a limited number of dates where you're home we can't go to church we can't get refilled 
were putting a lot of time on and tour and everything, and it, it just beats you down to the point where what do you do? So they had to step away, recharge the batteries, get it back right with the Lord, they said, and then they felt like they could go back do it again um, at that time. They did one little tour, and then I think they retired, and they just came back about two, three years ago. Um, but that, that's kind of what I, I was telling you. It's, it's kind of interesting, the bands I grew up, with listening to how how their journey has been and how some people like strayed and fallen off and some bands heavily strengthened um, um so, you can interrupt me anytime but um oh, let me uh, ask uh, you a question then how do um knowing this stuff now change how you listen to their music does it um make it less enjoyable does it uh, do you care at all knowing this kind of stuff about the bands you enjoyed as a kid or uh, what do you think? Uh, well, I'll share what I, I kind of shared on the forum. I think I shared this story. Um, when I was younger, I was way more, way more passionate about this stuff than, than I, I, I guess it's true as you get older, you get a little laid back. Um, with things and you have more understanding of what's going on. But I, I remember Doug Pinnick and it's kind of funny because we can talk about the other thing that happened just on the forum with this, but uh, it kind of relates. Doug Pinnick was King's X bass player. Um, Doug Van Pelt, who was the managing editor of HM Magazine, had a number of bands that were what I say began the whole Christians in a band thing. Mm-hmm. So bands that weren't necessarily Christian, but they had Christian overtones. And King's X was one of those. Galactic Cowboys was another. And Doug wanted to highlight these bands. And he would always interview the members and everything, and they'd be really upfront about things. And there was a rumor that went around at the time that Doug Pinnick was gay. And this is the mid-90s. Um, and so finally, Doug Pinnick sits down with Doug Van Pelt. They did, he does an interview with him. And he comes out and says, yeah, I'm gay. Um, and he goes through the whole thing. And then as they're going through the interview, I'm reading it. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Get to the end. And, and, and Doug Van Pelt asked him, well, what about your Christian overtones? Are you going to keep writing songs about faith and such as you've been doing? And he says, well, it makes us money, so I'm going to keep doing it. Hmm. That's not the exact quote. But basically, and I remember at the time I said, okay, I can't listen to them anymore. And so I stopped listening to King's Act because I was like, can I listen to a band that maybe doesn't line up with with the faith and maybe is just using it, you know? So I kind of put that aside. Now, 20 years later, looking at this stuff and rereading the interview, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got, I got it wrong. He, you know, maybe he didn't mean exactly that. You know, I'm, I'm rereading some of the stuff and everything going, you know, I think I was too harsh, you know? I, I think it's okay if you like something and it's something you can handle, it's okay to listen to that stuff. 
know, if it's something that's going to get in the way of your faith and your walk, I think then that's an issue you have to deal with. Um, uh, Pastor Bob Beeman, who ran the Sanctuary Church, was the the heavy the heavy metal church. They called it the hard rock church. Um, he he would write articles for HM Magazine, and one of his articles was, you know, can you listen to non-Christian music if you're a Christian? Mm-hmm. And he's addressed this topic a number of times, but in this article he said, you know, I I think you can as long as it doesn't get in the way you you walk. He said he used the example at the time Weird Al Yankovic had a song called The White Stuff. And he said, if you listen to the white stuff and it gets in, into your head, and then when you're praying, all you hear is Weird Al saying the white stuff, the white stuff, then maybe you should put it down. It has nothing to do with Weird Al. It has nothing to do with what he's doing. It's you got to make those decisions for yourself. So it's a, you know, it's something personal. Um, and I've kind of learned to you know, put things in the right places as I've gotten older. So to tie this back into what you do with the Christian music subreddit, how do you go about deciding what's appropriate for that forum? Uh, as far as being, is it Christian enough for this? Because you, you still have those Christians in a band type bands around and, uh, that can create some problems when you go to, uh, have a website that's devoted to Christian music. How, where do you draw the line on that? And as a moderator and as a fellow moderator, that's a really gray thing to have to decide sometimes. So how do you deal with that? I, I'll, it, it's not black and white. It's, it's very hard to make those decisions. Like when you look at something, it's, um, as I was saying, Doug Pinnick would tie into the subject. Um, we just had a report today on a post. Uh, someone posted Trey Pearson's Silver Horizon. And Trey Pearson, who I did not know anything about, um, in my research, I found out he came out as gay. And somebody said, well, this isn't Christian music. He's claiming he's Christian. I'm okay with allowing that to slide, you know, be on, I'm not even going to say slide, I'm I'm okay with allowing that on the forum, on the subreddit, because, you know, this guy is saying he's still of the faith. Mm -hmm. And it's up to you, you know, Reddit, I would not say is a family friendly, you know, website. That's a fair statement. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's, it's very much the best analogy, you know, growing up with video games, I've said many people of my age, I grew up with the Atari 2600, 7800, NES, all those consoles and everything. And as we got older, games matured and it became like Hollywood. You know, you mm-hmm. had things that are very mature that aren't for kids. And I wouldn't say Reddit is one of those. Um, again, if you see something on there that bothers you, you know, don't listen to it. That's a simple thing to do. Um, but I can't, I don't know what I can say in judgment. Um, I had shared with you, um, 
I had removed baby metal. <laughs> I don't know how familiar you are with that band. I remember you bringing it up, but I don't, I, I really didn't understand what it was to be honest. So, <laughs> so I don't know much, but I know because I have friends in the anime and stuff like that. Um, I watched a few animes, but in Japanese culture, they have, I think it's called um, J-pop. Yeah. And one of these bands did, because as I was growing up, like I went to England when I was a teenager, they were big into some of our older styles of music. So like when you go into Europe, you find that some people are still in the like heavy metal of the 80s. Um, and and they took a J-pop group and they mixed it with like really heavy thrash metal. And it's got this pop, really enticing. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying go look it up, but <laughs> check, check out on YouTube. Um, I think it's Give Me Chocolate. It, it's not a bad song. They're just talking about girls wanting to get chocolate. It's not a bad song. Mm-hmm. But they're not a Christian band. And they, I, I think they're Hindu. I think when I looked them up, I was like, they're Hindu. Hmm. And I remember a guy who posted it said, you know, well, they did, I think, a Catholic song, a hymn or something in one of their concerts, which you have this from time to time. It's like any band doing a Christmas right. song. Um, and he posted it, and I removed it because I was like, okay, this is just not the right subreddit for it. You know, they don't profess to be Christian. They're of a different religion. It's okay. You know, and I didn't tell the guy, but I don't have any problem with them. I don't dislike them, but it just didn't fit. So if I have something like that that's clear cut, I will remove it. Um, I think with whatever happened with some of the other moderators, which I'm still not sure was what happened, um, I felt, as I shared with you, that the subreddit needed some kind of upfront rules right so everyone was on the same page and it's hard i would say so you know we put together these bunch of rules we we talked we went back and forth um i still struggle with some like sticking to some of those rules and i've changed things over the time like in in how i approach things like we had the thing about you know I think the other moderators before wanted no covers right, right. in the subreddit. And I don't see a problem until we get bigger. We can then address that if we need to. But then you have some people who do really good covers and do I remove it? And I think that's just a, a problem with changing technology because I understand the no covers thing because until fairly recently, there wasn't really good quality covers. I mean, you were just listening to somebody recording in their bathroom with maybe some type of phone to record it with if you're lucky. But now, I mean, microphones and recording gear is just so inexpensive that you can have really good sounding recordings that are covers of something. Yeah. I, I mean, I had, what was it? I went through this and I, 
because we had some people posting stuff that was really off the wall. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, okay, this is an easy, you know, remove. But I had one guy, I can't remember his name, he posted something, and the first cover he did sounded okay. The second one, it was echoey. There was things all over the place, and I think I removed it. And and that's when I really looked into that role. And then we had somebody post, I think, a drum cover. I'm like, do I remove it? <laughs> what do I do? This is pretty. I mean, this guy was pretty decent, but we had that no cover role. Right. So then I had to rethink, and, and that's some of the stuff I, you know, I go back and forth. What do I do? You got to be consistent with the rules, and if you're going to change something majorly, it's like what I did. I posted, you know, hey, you know, here's a reminder of the rules. You know, here's what's going on. That's why, like, the I don't know if you noticed, but the one big thing I do is I try and put warnings. Right, I put a right. sticky on on a post where somebody goes completely, you know, off the rails with the, the names titles you know and again it's not we're trying to i'm not as a mod trying to punish you i'm like well if you like something you want to share it if you share it in the right time format then more people can find this stuff exactly easier yeah um, the, the kind of clickbait headlines are really annoying and i'm glad that you post <laughs> um <laughs> warnings on those because uh, yeah, I mean, really, just it's. I wish people would follow the put the name of the artist and the title of the song and the genre there instead of this is the best song ever, exclamation mark, <laughs> all caps, because that doesn't yes. tell me what it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I The other day I had someone post it backwards. Um, it was a song titled Then the Artist Name, mm -hmm. but you could confuse the two. Right. It was that vague that it was like, oh. And then we had somebody post, um, I guess they were doing covers professionally in a church. Mm -hmm. And they were posting who they were covering, who was covering it, and then the name. And I was like, whoa, I can't. Who is this? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, like, I discovered, you know, get, being going from like staying in the background of moderating then going okay we need to do something to get the sub on track and doing the revamp and everything and then putting the rules in place you know sometimes i do question myself did i go too far with this rule did i go too far do we have too many rules do we need to tone it down um because you run into issues like uh i I'm busy this last week. I come back and I see someone post a link to what I presume to be a torrent website. Right. And the guy get on here and download all the, you know, music. And I, I went through, I did my due diligence. I check out everything. Is this just piracy? And mm -hmm. I find messages that say, Hey, current releases, download them here. Well, we can't allow that. Exactly. Subreddit, and so I was just curious to do a search, and he posted on another, another subreddit. This was banned from Christian Music. <laughs> he puts up a big post about how this gets banned and everything, and it's like, 
I can't get upset about that. Yeah, no. I mean, that's rules. that's in our rules, and it's there's a good reason for it. So, um, but I had one, I had one person so upset, which is why I brought up the baby metal. The guy who posted the baby metal was upset with me. He started a whole subreddit called for Christian music. That's not Christian music. <laughs> um, cause he was upset with the rules we have on there. Um, but it, it just, if anyone's listening from the sub, it does, it, it it's sometimes hard. Like, yeah. what do you do yeah, with it, some of this stuff? It requires do, a lot of wisdom yeah. to know how to, to handle it. And, I mean, a lot of times I want to say it's kind of almost something you got to deal with it on a case-by-case basis because there are times when this makes sense and there are times where this one wouldn't. But the problem you get into is then it kind of looks like you have a double standard. So then you go back to the thing, well, do I have to enforce all the rules equally? And it's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, going back to like you were saying about Christian music, is this Christian music or not? To give you a good example would be Stavesacre. Mark, um, oh man, names are just escaping my brain right now. <laughs> um, Mark Solomon mm-hmm. was the lead singer, and he basically said, I think it was 2005, 2006, he says, we're quitting the Christian music industry. We're no longer a Christian band. Because he felt like this is something we probably can go into a whole nother podcast about. Um, this has come up. I've noticed this has come up, this topic, that uh, in the 90s, the, the, the guy who ran Light Music, which was a Christian music video show out of Cornerstone, I believe in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, he... I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he he wrote an, a very similar similar article and said, "I'm done. Like Christian music's purpose has is done. It's it's no longer needed to to serve that point. You know, we've moved on. Sometimes God uses certain media formats and everything. And I can go look it up and pull it up. Um, but he." He basically said sort of what Mark Solomon was saying that, you know, I'm a human being. You know, I do things if I was any kind of, you know, a plumber, uh, a driver, a truck driver, whatever, would I be a Christian truck driver? Would I be a Christian plumber? I think it's just a subject that keeps coming up. It seems like with music, you notice this a lot, especially in Christian music. You know, there's this double-edged sword where certain people want you to be that, and then other people don't want you to be that. And what what do you do? So, as a moderator, do I now say that no one can post any stage singer after 2005? Because Mark Solomon said they're no longer a Christian band. Exactly. Can, Can no one post Striper? Because Michael Sweet came out a year or two ago and said Striper is no longer a Christian band. Um, I no. This this is going to cover this stuff. Um, I had brought up the example to you guys, and everyone looks at me weird, probably because we don't re- probably remember these these bands. But one of the most infamous, well, two of the most infamous stories in Christian music, the industry, 
Actually, <laughs> I'll give the three quick. Michael English in the 90s. He has the affair affair with uh, Marty McCall of, I hope I got the name right, of First Call. And that, that was like 95 or 96. He wins six plus double awards, gives them all back and says, I'm giving all these double awards back because I am an affair and I need to get my life right. Is he no longer a Christian? Like, like, even though he's trying to do everything right. And he was kind of pushed out. So are you allowed to post his stuff? Even though he's kept going. Um, the other two infamous ones were um, Rage of Angels, which was a metal band in the mid-80s, where something happened with the recording, and they were not happy with the recording. It starts production in 86, comes out in 89, and by the time the album came out, all the band members had renounced their faith and formed a secular band. <laughs> and the Rachel Angel album comes out and sitting on shelves <laughs> way after <laughs> they had quit. Um, and then there's the big one, Vengeance Rising, with Roger Martinez. Um, Roger Martinez, they do four albums under Vengeance Rising. He's a little little out there. If you go look up and there's a there's a famous video on YouTube where he's being interviewed and you can tell he's a little out there. Um, he was also an ordained pastor. He goes off the deep end, he becomes a full blown Satanist, is going, I'm going to put out a teaching tape against every teaching tape I ever made as a pastor. And he said, I'm going to reform vengeance and I'm going to trick every Christian who liked us to turn them against, you know, Jesus. He goes fully over the, you know, deep end. That might be a case where I say, okay, you can't post vengeance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, if they come back. You know, if he does do it, that, he's been talking about this for years and nothing's come out. But th there's like three examples. And I would say Rage Angel's cool. Early Vengeance stuff cool. Michael English is cool. But probably like not new Vengeance would not be okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of yeah, a I mean, good example. Um, I'm getting a little bit of feedback here. here. I'm not sure what's... Uh, anyway, it's a good example of what we were talking about with uh, you needing wisdom to decide how to do that because like one flat rule doesn't cover all those bands. Like you, you really yeah. got to look at it on an individual basis. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I just I, like like the, the present example of Trey Pearson, I look at it and I say, okay, no, I don't see the problem. I'm going to allow it, you know, you know, and if something comes up, oh wow! You know, that's that's right. life that's learned, and we'll move on. But I mean, we had discussed this. I mean, do we really want to get into defining Christian what, music? Christian music is. Is. Um, that is that you could spend years debating. You know, what it is, what it means. Mm -hmm. You know, you know. A lot of it comes down to, I think, what, <laughs> what, 
what a lot of people don't realize is on the end of the companies, it's more marketing on their end. That's yes. why they use this that terminology. Um, that's why CCM came to be because they needed um, they needed that pop term that they could use to market things very easily. And then to the nail comes along and blows it out of the water. So they turn to worship. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and now it's changed again. So I know. <laughs> That's why I said I feel like the sometimes the old fart of the forum because, you know, I've watched this for years and you see what's going on. Yeah, I think we can do a whole podcast on just that topic. That yeah. it's such a difficult <laughs> actually there's so many of these things that you have brought up that like we could just do a whole podcast on this one subject and I need to yeah. start keeping a record because I actually think that's what I want to do like in my second season of this podcast is I want to like get a like a panel every week together and and like say okay here's our discussion topic uh have a go at it and see <laughs> see what happens I mean, we we could go do a whole podcast on Larry Norman on just Larry Norton, on just Rich Mullins, on on some of these people, which would, you know, uh, oh my gosh, and hitting upon some of these subjects and everything the way they did. You could delve into so many different angles from these different artists and everything, which would be cool to do at some point. Yeah, definitely. As I said, maybe that'll be something I, I work on for the next season of this podcast. Uh, to go ahead and move the podcast along, though, uh, you want to tell me how do you if you want to find new music? Uh, wh- how do you do that? I uh, I feel like lately I can't. It's harder to discover new stuff. Um, I'm not as much on. I probably should be on. Um, I think it's Jesus Freak. Mm-hmm. Hide out. Um, I've been, I subscribed to Doug Van Pelt's blog. He kind of brought Heaven's Metal back, and I see some stuff there because I'm the heavier stuff and everything. But it, it's, you know, I was using um, Firestream Music Vault, which was, I believe, Unburied. Um, and I believe they brought it back. I believe it's back now. Um, yeah, Firestream Vault. Um, and all I would do is I just connect dots. So like, if I like this guy, I go check out. It's kind of like how I found out who connected, like where did Demon Hunter come from? Right. Um, I would say there was like a period, I'd say late 90s, I kind of fell off the map. And I wasn't really finding new stuff. I wasn't going to the bookstore like I used to and everything. And then the mid, mid-2000s, I found... I think it was called Unburied, Unburied at the time, Music Vault. Now it's Firestream Music Vault. And I just started looking up, what did I miss? And I started going through stuff. And at that time, also, I went through the um, old, feeling old phase because I'm, I'm listening to new groups going, I used to listen to bands that sound exactly like this. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it became harder and harder to find some. But... um. Lately, I would say I've been listening to stuff and going back to stuff that I never listened to before because I got a huge backlog to so go through. 
what have you been listening to lately that you would suggest our listeners go check out? Um, I started getting into Daniel Amos, finally. Um, and I've been going through a horrendous disc by them and some of their, their 80s um, albums. Some of the weird ones. Um, Darn Floor, Big Bite. Um, I've also been like getting into... Like I had brought up Larry Norman, I really in the past couple of years have really started listening to a lot of his albums. Um, I only when I was growing up knew of Larry Norman as this guest artist who, who went around with uh, like DC Talk doing his old hits and everything in the 90s and everything. And then I started just recently start really getting into him and, and delving into his stuff. Um, I've also been listening to new stuff that comes out from bands I grew up with, like uh, Deliverance came out with um, Hear What I Say about three, four years ago, and they have a new album coming out. Baron Cross came out back, and I've been listening to their their live stuff. Uh, Terra Maze, which again, are they Christian or not? Um, they came back, and I would say I would put them up at the top of all the bands I listen to. Um, I like progressive music, and it really hit it for me. But I've said to friends, I said, I, I struggle with listening to the latest album because of the subject matter they have with it. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> if you like good progressive metal, I'd recommend them. Uh, also old favorites like i've been going through extol extol is probably one of my favorite bands of all time now um david husvick um i haven't brought this up but i'm a drummer and i would say david husvick is probably becoming one of my favorite drummers of all time um and also venny domini um even though they're retired i can't get them out of my playlist so <laughs> I don't know how anybody else does it, but nowadays I put everything on my phone. I got an app and what I do is I put everything on random. Yeah. So yeah. I'll throw an album in and just, it eventually feeds in. And so every few months I put like six or seven new albums on there and I just feed them in and I listen to whatever comes up when I'm driving, whatever. Yeah. I do a similar approach with, with Spotify. I just dump everything in a playlist and, you know, if something catches my attention, I'm like, Hey, what's this? And you know, then I'll go stop and maybe check out that album. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I got a big backlog because I, um, I ripped my CD collection. Oh, so it's, sitting, it's sitting on a file server and a friend a long time ago gave me his collection rip. And it's stuff that's out of print and old. And I don't know if I should say this, <laughs> but there are websites where you can find stuff that I would say that's technically out of print album. Don't share it on the Christian Music subreddit. Yeah, don't share it. Well, <laughs> I will share this one little tidbit because this, this discussion came up a while ago. And, uh, I, I did... 
for a long time, I did worship at church. And I was playing and doing sound and everything. And one of the guitarists in the band, we had this discussion about copyright and everything. And the band Sacred Warrior opened up their website uh, late 90s, and they put all their albums up for download. They didn't own the rights to their albums to do that. Eventually, years later, they removed all of them when they were doing the re-releases of all their albums. I downloaded those when they were up. Right. Is that all? <laughs> uh, so, hmm. so sometimes you have these weird situations where is it legal or is it legal? Right. And you don't know. <laughs> That's why, like, like, what you're doing is great. Spotify. It just makes things simple for the you know the listener, not have to worry about that kind of stuff. It does until we start getting into this problem where everybody's music is not on the same music streaming service anymore because of copyright issues, and then it's going to yep. go back to the old days of like the Wild West, and you got to have either like fifteen music subscriptions to hear everything you want, or you got to find an alternative means. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but we're not there yet, so we're okay. <laughs> But, uh, I think I think it's a good spot right yeah. now. Funding, hopefully, like, it'll the services. Anyway, uh, I appreciate you coming on here, Kevin. And um, do you have anything that you want to plug before we uh, get off here? Um, come to the Christian Music subreddit and share your favorite music. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, reddit.com slash r slash Christian Music. So thanks again for coming on the podcast and uh, thank you to our listeners for listening to the I Know a Guy podcast. Uh, you can subscribe to it on iTunes and Google Play and you can find us on Facebook if you want to like us on there and keep up with what's what we're doing. And, uh, you know, just thanks for listening.